Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of Breaking Beauty podcast. It's almost the end of January. We are surviving. We are thriving. This is Jill Dunn. And I'm here, as always, with Carlene Higgins. Hello there. And yeah, I hope we're halfway through winter by now. End of January. I hope that's what it means. Spring is around the corner. If you guys are tuning in for the first time, welcome. We are Jill and Carlene. We are two longtime beauty editors from the magazine world, traded in our magazine pages for the microphone. And we are in officially our sixth year of doing this podcast. This is our 262nd episode today, episode 262. And for 261 episodes, we've been playing nice. We've been, you know, telling you guys mostly what we love. But today we're doing a little twist. That's right. Today's episode is the anti-haul episode. Dun, 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 dun. By request... Today, we're talking about all of the products that we don't want anywhere near our top shelf. So we're going to be talking about some of the broader categories that we just kind of tend to ignore. We're also going to be talking about some of the brands that maybe don't play that nice. And so we don't want to play with them either. Stay tuned until the very end where we're going to be talking about some of the most overhyped beauty products that we just don't think are damn good. And to kick it off, we're going to start with some industry news because there is a lot of news happening right now, Carlene. Mm -hmm. And I think we were kind of like predicting this a little bit. And I think we talked about this somewhat in our 2023 trend predictions episode. And that is sort of like seeing a bit of a shrinkage, if you will, of influencer led brands and some of these celebrity brands that just aren't going the distance. So, you know, we obviously all have are probably have it on our radar that Morphe has filed for bankruptcy. So a lot of the brands that are under that parent company are kind of in the process of saying bye-bye like Jaclyn Hill. But it's interesting, Jill, because you slacked me, I think it was last week, talking about how Sephora is now unloading some of their influencer brands being Selfless by Hiram and Addison Ray's line, right? Yeah. I mean, just back to the Morphe thing for a second, I think it is important to distinguish that Forma Brands, which is the beauty incubator, which I predicted beauty incubators were going bye-bye mm-hmm. in 2023. Forma Brands filed for bankruptcy. Morphe is closing their brick and mortar stores, but Morphe, the brand, 
the makeup brushes and all that, you'll still be able to buy in Ulta and okay. their other retail partners. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just to want it to make that distinction. So yeah, in Sephora news, they're definitely, you know, always keeping an eye on that bottom line. And two of the big announcements that came out, which I thought it was interesting that it actually made news because usually these things are a little bit quieter, but they have pulled the Addison Ray line called Item Beauty. And they have also made moves to remove the Selfless by Hiram powered by the Inky List. They've removed that from Sephora in their offerings. These brands are still around. They're still mm-hmm. direct to consumer. There's like new life being brought into them in other ways, but they are no longer meeting the standard, I guess, at Sephora. Yeah. You know, love Hiram. He's been on our show, but we've talked about how that brand had a little bit of stumbles in the beginning. I think some people thought it was more of a collaboration and less of an actual brand. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is really the writing was on the wall for that. But I do have a prediction of who Mm -hmm. I think might be exiting Sephora next or at least in the next year. Kind of somebody who straddles the line between influencers and celebrity. And that is Kay Skin which is the sunscreen line from Winnie Harlow. She is a model. She was born in Canada. And I'm rooting for her. I think that, you know, she's awesome because her whole thing is that, you know, with her skin condition with vitiligo, how important SPF is. And she wanted to have a sunscreen line that she could rely on because she literally like got burnt when she was doing a shoot. And that's why apparently she came out with this line. But, you know, the actual formulations themselves last year, I know Caroline Hirons, she roasted the K-Skin Isle Glow Face Lotion, SPF 45, saying, quote, unquote, it was the worst product she'd ever tried. That is a huge (laughs) statement. And it was like a lotion that had, you know, all these kind of like sparkles and sheen in it and apparently SPF 45. And it came out just like in big blobs like chunky blobs and she was just like literally it's horrible and you know what she was saying she had a hard time believing that they were actually testing the sunscreen she's like you know this is speculating but like is it actually protecting you with an SPF factor of 45 and I was on their website recently and I went to this one part of the website I don't know if you've started to see this on certain sites Jill but it was a terms and conditions page. And it basically said, like, if you want to buy any product from this line, click here on terms and conditions and you have to agree to all this shit. And it was like pages Uh and pages of fine print. And basically what it said was we are not responsible for whether this product works or not. If you get burned, that's on you. If you don't like the product, too bad. You would never see that from like a La Roche-Posay or, you know, Vichy or any of these serious sunscreen lines. And that to me, just right there, I was like, "Mm, red flag. Yeah, it's the cover your ass page. Yeah, (laughs) right. Exactly. But I just I just don't trust. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's a sunscreen line that I will be tossing. I literally have one somewhere on my shelf. I'll be tossing it, but I will be keeping my 11 line by Venus Williams, because that's actually made by the sunscreen company, which Mm -hmm. I do know to be a reputable company like that sort of white labeled, which is fine, but at least it's trustworthy. That's all they do is make sunscreen. So 100% agree. Love that brand. Love everything they do. Yeah. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Sif Hyder, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. So see you then. Now, we talk about a lot of brands on our show, Jill, but there Mm -hmm. are some brands that we don't talk about, and that's not by accident. So I thought maybe we could, you know, pop the top off of that box and maybe mention some of those brands and why we don't talk about them. Let's do it. (laughs) So to start, to kick it off, I'm just going to say a disclaimer from here on out what we talk about. This isn't a personal attack on anybody listening. If you love and use these products, I am happy for you that I don't judge at all. But we are just giving our opinions on why these things don't work for us. If you love something, by all means, keep using it. Yeah, absolutely true. So one sort of top down category that we don't talk about on our show are MLMs. Yes. Right. And Jill, this was really something, to be honest with you, that you really stood for. And you were like, I Mm -hmm. don't want to talk about the beauty counters of the world. So maybe you could explain, you know, why you felt strongly about that. I just think that the whole business model for MLMs, the culture around it is that, quote unquote, it's like, and again, if you work for one of these organizations or you love it or you love the products, by all means, keep using it. But I do feel that a lot of them are problematic because the whole idea is that they're supposed to be like lifting women up and raising women up and women bosses and all of this stuff. But I think at the end of the day, what ends up happening is a lot of women end up in debt because you have to buy a certain amount to keep your like level, certainly with like an Arbon, that's true. And then you end up spending, it's kind of like a Ponzi scheme where you end up spending any money that you made from sales on buying more product because you don't want to like lose your level or your tier that you're at as a salesperson. And all you do is end up with like tons and tons of product in your garage that you usually end up, you can't move it. And then on top of that, there's the practice of really the people that make the money are the people who get in on the ground level yeah. and they recruit other people to sell for them. Right. So you, I would recruit you, you would recruit your three best friends and I'm taking a cut off of every single sale you make and every single sale, all of your subordinates make. Right. And I just think that that is a, that's a pyramid scheme, right? Even though they say it's not, I just can't get down with that at all. And I think it ends up like a lot of people get really excited and they think that's going to be this great side hustle. And then they're stuck with all this product and they don't know what to do with it. And they're ashamed. And what a lot of them end up doing is like they try to get in on the ground level of another one. So let's say Arbon didn't work out. They're like, OK, well, I'm going to sell. It must be a product issue. <laughs> yeah, like I can't. They're like, I'm going to start selling. No, guys, you know, I loved Arbon, But you know what? This is the next best thing. I'm going to start selling you these collagen supplements. Mm -hmm. And you see this pattern of people who you see it on Facebook. I get DM'd all the time. There's like a script, you know, and I'm like from people I knew from God knows when. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 
Oh, interesting. A LinkedIn. I've never been approached on yeah, that. Yeah, I've been approached a couple of times on LinkedIn, but not so much lately. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, Beauty Counter at one point, I was like, well, they're in retail stores too. Like you don't have to be buying it from somebody at, you know, a, a Beauty Counter party. But it's still mm-hmm. the model. And I get that. And there's also a lot of fear mongering with Beauty Counter in particular, where yeah. I just think we're at a different stage in awareness where it's like, I don't know that, you know, Jill and I have talked about this before. We're not cosmetic chemists. And I just don't yeah. feel comfortable saying that, you know, this is non-toxic and therefore everything else we talk about on the show is toxic. Like that is sort of a weird conflict of interest, you know? So we've really, I just think there's like an education and an evolution and we've really moved away from talking about like, this is clean, which implies everything else we talk about is dirty. Now we do, full disclosure, if one of our guests mentions Beauty Counter or some other brands that we don't tend to talk about, we don't edit that out. Yeah, it's It's not not a a take down. It's not a take down, but... You know, we just Mm -hmm. don't personally talk about them. Today's episode is brought to you by Starface. Guess what the universe delivered for 2023 for me? Maskne. That's right. Three years into the pandemic, and I'm just now getting Maskne. Thanks to spending a full night in a merge with my son last week, wearing a mask for 10 hours. Don't worry, he's fine. But the maskne, it lingers on. I happened to be at an event earlier today, though, where I was sitting next to a derm and I asked her, what's the best fix for maskne? She recommended salicylic acid. Ding! The latest innovation from Starface, a powerful micro dart patch called Micro Cloud. They're these cute cloud-shaped patches that are made with tiny self-dissolving micro darts that dive deep into skin to target early stage pimples that are dry or irritated. They're filled with key ingredients like hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, salicylic acid to help calm and hydrate skin for faster healing. I cannot wait to get my paws on them. If you aren't already familiar, Starface is known to make these cute star-shaped pimple patches that are 100% hydrocolloid, an ingredient that helps absorb fluid and reduce redness while shrinking your spot. Plus, they come inside this little yellow compact that holds all of your stars and has a mirror. I love them for my preteen daughter as well because they keep her from picking her skin. Starface has a full range of Hydrostar pimple patches for whatever mood she's in. There's the original yellow, a colorful multi-pack, a solid black, and a cute blue star that also contains salicylic acid. And now they have the new MicroCloud for my mask knee. MicroCloud is only available in the U.S. at starface.world. That's S-T-A-R-F-A-C-E dot W-O-R-L-D. And for a limited time, Starface is offering all Breaking Beauty listeners free shipping on your first MicroCloud order. Just enter the promo code BEAUTY at checkout. Again, that's BEAUTY for free shipping on your first MicroCloud order. And now back to the show. This one was a tough one for me was Hmm. Thrive Cosmetics. Because I love the mascara and I Mm. wanted to talk about the mascara. It's a tubing mascara, so I'm going to promote it right now. But it is so good because it doesn't smudge on me and I have hooded eyelids and I have Mm -hmm. greasy eyelids. And so I, you know, a lot of mascaras just go straight into the bin for me. And that is one that honestly is so good. And I wanted to talk about it. And Jill was like, "Mm, do we want to talk about it? So Jill, maybe you Mm -hmm. could explain 
Right. Okay. So this brand was founded by Carissa Bodnar. And the notion behind it is really noble. Like she had a friend. She she was working at L'Oreal at the time. She was like very young, like 24, 25. She was working at L'Oreal at the time. And her friend was very unwell with cancer and she felt so helpless. She was like, what can I do? So she started this brand where she was like, I'm going to create great products, but we're going to give back. And the the mission that she put out there and it was covered so widely, right? Because she's this mm-hmm. like shiny new young entrepreneur doing good in the world. Like, and basically she was saying that for every product that they sold, a product would be donated to a woman in need. Yeah. And come to find out through a class action lawsuit that they weren't donating products to a woman in need for each sale that Mm -hmm. they made. I personally just find that so reprehensible. Like I just think about myself, like using a friend's story to create a brand and it is baked in. It's like, I felt so bad. My friend was very unwell from cancer. I decided to do something about it and then not follow through on that mission that was inspired by your personal friend. I just, I cannot deal with that. And so now, and, and they settled the lawsuit. Okay. So they've never come out to deny or they never came out to refute the lawsuit or to say they won. They settled it, but definitely the language around what they do now as a company is like, they say they donate a portion of money, Mm -hmm. but it's still very vague but they've cleaned up the language. So we know that the lawsuit, there was some concession made by the brand that they just wanted to like settle it and move on and change the language. So that's my problem with this brand. I have no doubt that they have great formulas, but it's just when things start out like that and it's like, how long would she have gone on like that unless they were called out? I mean, so again, I I find these situations really tricky. I went down a really deep rabbit hole on this Thrive Cosmetics. And a lot of people were saying that what happened was she changed her business model and she started donating to all kinds of different causes like wildfires mm-hmm. in California, homeless shelters. And what you know, regarding the homeless shelters, it didn't make sense to donate like a blue mascara for everyone sold to, you know, a homeless shelter. It's like it makes more sense to donate cash or wildfires like to donate cash. And so that's why they moved away from that one for one model. Now, that's, you know, you could obviously flip the coin and be like, well, that did that happen after the fact? And that was to sort of Mm -hmm. put that PR spin to, you know, make themselves look good again. You'd have to be really close to the situation to know exactly the order of how it happened. Like, I just don't know. That's that's where I sit, where I'm just like, I'm just not close enough to the situation to say that this woman is completely reprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you about a category that I immediately delete as soon as I see anything related to it in my inbox and that's CBD skincare. Right. And explain why. I Because, okay, I actually wrote an article about CBD skincare like four or five years ago or something like that in the Covetor because it is something that is very interesting to explore and to do research around because anecdotally, CBD is sort of known to help with inflammation. Some people have said it's helped them with their acne. 
Of course, inflammation is the cause of so many skin ailments, even, you know, premature aging, obviously sensitive skin and a host of other ailments, but it's all anecdotal. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they only were able to start doing proper research when it became legal in a lot of places, then they could start doing actual research on the benefits in skincare. And as far as I know, they're still in the very preliminary stages and they there just still isn't the evidence to be able to say, yes, this has this effect. And I even went, I actually did go because it was a friend of a friend. I went to a CBD skincare launch probably like six months ago and there was a dermatologist there who helped to develop these products. And I know this dermatologist. So I was like, okay, you know what? Then I'm going to go. But sure enough, she talked about all of the other ingredients in the formulation and why they were beneficial, whether it was like glycerin or whatever. And she's like, but I can't speak to the CBD because there just isn't enough evidence on it yet. Do I think it has promise? Yes, I do. And once all of that, you know, evidence comes out the way it has with like, retinol, vitamin C, those ingredients, then I'll be there for it. But until then, I just don't have time. Well, you're actually reminding me of another celebrity line that's gone bye-bye, and that's Happy Dance by Kristen Bell. Oh, I don't know it. if you're familiar I know it. with those products. Those were all CBD, mm-hmm. and it was like, discover Happy Dance, worry-free CBD beauty and skincare products. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're folding. It's like if you're a fan of that brand, this is consider this your FYI that they are folding and everything is like 80% off on their website right now. Wow. So that's pretty telling. As you said, the jury is definitely still out on whether or not these things have legs. And, you know, when I was a baby beauty editor, I just remember I was quite gullible coming in in the beginning and I just believed like everything that I heard at every PR event as fact, you know? And it took me a while to get my big girl beauty pants on and be like, okay, no, that's total trash. You know, that can't be possible. And here's an example. There's this brand called, I don't know if I'll pronounce it right, Airy or Array or something, A-R-E-Y. And they're touting themselves as the wrinkle cream of hair care. Okay. They, They just closed like an investment round of 4 million. They launched out of LA in 2021. And it's a supplement for early stages of gray to slow down gray hair. Okay. Okay. Now, again, I just go back to my very first beauty editor. If there was really a cure for gray hair, it would be front page news. It would be, you know, you wouldn't be reading about it on some blog in the corner of the internet. And I just think like, for me, I just sniff this out and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. First of all, you have to use it in the earliest stages of gray hair. So imagine somebody who's like, you know, 20 gets their first gray hair and you're expected to take this supplement to ward off gray hair or slow it down. Right. So you're going to take it every day to that. I mean, that's hope in a jar. That's hope in a pill, right? That you're not going to get gray hair. And how would you ever know how if it's really yeah. slowing it do you know what i mean like i got my first gray hair when i was 18 my bestie stacy pulled it out and you know now i'm like 75% gray she got her gray hair much later in life and she still probably could count them on two hands right. the number that she has do you know what i mean it's like 
really yeah. you're expecting somebody to get this. Basically, you'd need a subscription because you're going to be taking them every day year round for the rest of your life. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's an anti-haul. And then I think there's these other ones that are like that. I feel like the trend in like the previous decade, everything had the word cloud on it. And now I think everything's going to have the word like celestial on it <laughs> <laughs> because it's like we've explored everything on God's green earth to put in your skincare. Now we got to go to the moon. OK, <laughs> extraterrestrial <laughs> is where Celestial. They are where they are collecting this latest. I've been hearing about this skincare. This is crazy. Okay. They're talking about bacillus lysate was developed for cosmetic applications. I'm reading on this one. According to the company, it has significant UV shielding properties in greater ranges than current UV filters. Okay, but you ingest it they're or you put no, it on your you face? You put it on your face and they're positioning it as a safer natural alternative to typical sunscreen filters. And it could be making its okay. way into lotions, serums, creams, balms, gels, sticks, sprays, and even hair care products and face washes and scrubs because we all need UV shielding face washes and scrubs. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. guys. Yeah. It seems a bit far-fetched, but then who knows? We could end up being like, the old people in the Muppets movie and we have our gray hair and we're <laughs> ugly and wrinkled and everyone else believes in this and they are like looking like the fountain of youth. Like yeah. maybe the joke is on us because we're old, old hat and too skeptical to try yeah. any of it. I don't know. It's just ivory and Botox, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and the price tags as well. You yeah. know, I do need to admit because I did promote the Stella McCartney skincare in our fall episode. And I do mm -hmm. think that there's merit to that skincare, but I think they rushed the packaging. I really think okay. that they rushed because the, the whole I just need to go back and like almost correct myself because those products are like $150 each. And basically mm -hmm. it was like glass packaging and then almost like a squeezy, like a baby food squeezy pouch inside that you would put in and then you put the right. cap on and like the more I used it, the more trouble I had with it. It was oh, just no. like air coming out and I couldn't get the product to work. And I just, it, again, it's like, I've been doing this for 20 years now. I've tried a million products. If I'm having trouble with your packaging, like there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it all. I've swatched it all. Like make it easy. Yeah. You know, and again, yeah. it's like, it's great. I understand you want to be sustainable, but if it's not functional, it's just not going to stick around a hundred percent. And it's like Tata Harper would never, you know, yeah. at this point we have, we have a gold standard of luxury sustainable and there is a benchmark now. This isn't 2010. So it's like, you gotta really nail that, especially yeah. as her coming out as a 2.0 and you're not the first person who has said that. So it's interesting. It's sort of like, maybe they'll tweak that and, and come back to us with another bit of a, I don't know, relaunch tweak, but I'm sure they saw a lot of people return it for that. Okay. So speaking of, you know, this high science, high price kind of thing, and you kind of think like the future is now, we are all going to be, you know, having virtual faces and our lives will be so much better. Basically, a couple of years ago, I believe it was probably two years ago this January, I talked about a device on our damn goods episode called the Opti. 
and is really, really cool. It's basically like a 3D printer for your face where it had a, an, a cartridge inside of it and you sort of like glided over your skin. And this cartridge had like foundation color in it, your foundation shade in it. And it would read your face for any hyperpigmentation spots. And then it would the foundation would be only placed on those freckles or those bits that you wanted to cover up. So like very high tech face coverage, mm-hmm. if you will. But it was like skincare meets makeup in this these like cartridges that they sold. So it was like foundation and skincare together in these cartridges. You glided it over your face and it would be it would make a noise like like it was printing on like your face. Although it. It was com- not even zapping. It was like an ink printer for your face. It was just you heard the it. sound, right? The sound was like a dot matrix printer. Like, yeah. So anyways, very long story made short. A lot of people loved it because it's this idea of like getting perfect skin without having to wear foundation all over your face. Plus it had those skincare benefits. It actually had niacinamide in the formula. So it was brightening. And I talked about it. I was really excited about it. I know that a lot of people reached out to me about it and I thought it was legit. It did what it said it was going to do. Mm-hmm. Now, we were tagged on Instagram by one of our listeners who rightfully was very upset to learn that Opti is going out of business this month. And I'm on their website right now and it says, Dear Opti customers, we have decided to pause our Opti business. We will ship your last subscription refills for the week of January 3rd. There will be refills stocked on the website until January 15th. But by the time this episode comes out, it's like already done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just find this very upsetting. And I did think it was genius and I did think it really worked. But now you're stuck with this device and now you're not even going to be able to like it's completely useless. It's Mm -hmm. rendered completely, completely useless. And they gave people what, two weeks notice? Yeah. It's not like the Clarisonic where it had like a year long run up to letting people know that they were going out of business. I just think this is very upsetting. A lot of people are going to miss the memo and like get the shock of their lives when they find out that they they couldn't re-up before it was all over, you know? Yeah. And it, it this product won an Allure Best in Beauty Award in 2020 when it launched. Mm-hmm. The device itself was $600 and wow. the refills were $100. Yeah. So that is unfortunate. Yeah. And, uh, and it also really makes you wonder what happened. That The mm-hmm. first thing I Googled mm-hmm. was Opti lawsuit, Opti class <laughs> action. I was like, what happened? But I didn't see uh, anything like that. I don't think so. And it definitely, I think they were very much on the up and up because one of the reasons I was very excited about it was one of the people who invented it worked at Procter & Gamble for like 15 years. So they had a ton of experience in actual product development and rigorous yeah. testing of products and things like that. It probably one of those supply chain things. It was probably very expensive to make yeah. the device, probably very expensive to make the refills. Yeah. The refills are stuck on a cargo ship from God knows where to God knows where. Yeah. And I think all of those things end up where you're just so against the ropes that you're bleeding red and you just, it simply doesn't make sense. You got to cut your losses. Yeah. And I'm sure they are as disappointed as anybody because a piece of technology like this, if they probably spend 10 years coming up with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, at least they tried something new. I, I yeah. feel like, There's a difference between high priced items that are high priced because you're first to market and you've created something brand new. Like it's not like this really existed elsewhere. So that's where it probably was very expensive for them to make. It's not like you could white label it. I think what's really annoying is things that are expensive just because 
I think that yeah. really irks people. And maybe on yeah. that note, we can start talking about some of the products that have been hashtag not damn good. Is that a new hashtag? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from from our own testing. I mean, I, I say that we've talked about this on the show before, but hyaluronic acid serum, we have had so many people come on our show and say it does not need to cost three, four hundred dollars because the the cost of that raw ingredient is so inexpensive. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about Dr. Barbara Sturm here, the hyaluronic acid serum. That's the one that is so pricey. There might be more out there. Typically, it's founders who are on our show who work in product development. Like they literally sit down Mm -hmm. with cosmetic chemists and they're like, how much does this ingredient cost? How much does that ingredient cost? And those are the people who have sat down with us and been like, it just doesn't cost that much. It's it literally is seven dollars. Like, why Mm -hmm. would it cost so much more? They they're looking at us completely baffled. Have you tried it? (laughs) If you tried it, you would know. Uh, I have. I have. I hear that in my nightmares. Okay, guys. (laughs) But I do it all for you. I ask the tough questions. So what other overhyped products are on your shit list, Jill? Oh, where do I begin? I, I'm feeling feisty today. And once again, this is not a personal attack. If you like some of these things that we are not vibing with, I still love you. We still want to hear from you. And, and still, ma- yeah, tell me, try, still to, love us, try to convince me. Yeah. Try to convince me why you like it. Maybe I'm, maybe yeah. I'm way off here. But, you know, the goop line of skincare. Mm -hmm. I think every single one of the products is so overpriced for what it is. But one of them that I think is actually straight up bad for your skin is called the Goop Glow Microderm Instant Glow Exfoliator. It's 165 US dollars and it's around 200 in Canada. And this thing, I've tried it. It basically like rips your face off. Like Gwyneth herself, when she does before and afters using this product, her face is as red as a tomato after using this product. And mine is mine was too. It's just way too aggressive for the average person to be using at home. It's basically like a product that you could maybe use under the supervision of an esthetician at a spa. But even then, I don't think they would touch it. It's like very, very gritty crystals in there. They're abrasive as hell. And your skin, I feel like your skin speaks to you after you use a product. And everybody that I know that's tried it, their skin is flaming red after you like after using it. Yikes. So that one I really don't recommend. And I know a lot of people love it because a lot of people subscribe to the misconception that if it's like stinging or it kind of hurts, it's working. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. Oh, dear. Instant glow. No. Instant. No. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe we want to talk about some mascaras. I mentioned earlier in the episode that I have hooded eyelids. I also have pretty long lashes. So very quickly, my lashes will touch my eyelids. And trust me, Mm -hmm. I have tried a lot of different primers. It's not about that. I've tried putting like setting powder on my eyelids before I apply my mascara, all of that. Mm -hmm. And there are just some really hyped up mascaras that for me, I just they are on my anti haul list. So Mm -hmm. Too Faced Better Than Sex Mascara is one of them. Like that is one of the most Mm -hmm. iconic products in the world. And it went straight into the bin for me, you know. But why? Why specifically? Because it just smudged everywhere. 
Like it's smudged. And also I didn't look in the mirror and go, wow, you know, this is worth it even for like half an hour's worth of amazing wear. You know what I mean? Okay. Great Lash Mascara is another one that I never have liked. That one I can specifically like Too Faced I used quite a while ago. So I don't even remember exactly what it looks like. I just remember instantly I was like, bye. Whereas yeah. Great Lash, I know for sure that formula is just too wet. I, I prefer yeah. like a drier formula because part of it, I think, is what I've figured out is like it needs to dry fairly quickly in order to not transfer. So when you get a really wet formula, that's when it transfers way too much. So yeah, that's yeah. another one for me that is totally iconic, but you'll never find it in my top shelf in my kit. Yeah, I understand. So is there anything else super iconic that a lot of people love, but maybe you don't Jill, or something newer that's launched? Yeah. And it really pains me to say this one because I love this person a lot, but I have to say the new Surreal Skin Foundation by Makeup by Mario just ain't it. Keep in mind, I'm someone with oily skin and this is, I'm sure if you're drier skin, I've seen that people love it. But for me, I did not like this formula at all. I found that it kind of looked like I had freaking glitter on my face. It showed every bit of texture on my skin. It was not enough coverage. It was like a lightweight formula, but it just wasn't covering enough. So I felt like I had to put even more on. So then I looked like a disco ball at the end of using it. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's one of those products you see on social media that gets so hyped up and you're like, I'm going to buy it. And it's like, I just feel like I wanted to put out a word to the wise that if you are oily skin, you're like me, you probably will not enjoy this product. Now, I think the second ingredient in it is like a coconut derivative of some sort. So it stands to reason. And there definitely is mica in the formula. Mm. So you are going to get that reflective quality. Now, if you're drier skin, you probably would like it. And I was really bummed because I wanted to love it because I love him. Mm -hmm. I have had great success with everything else he's come out with. Like those soft sculpt bronzing sticks are incredible. I literally wear the Master Matte's eyeshadow palette. I think it's one of the best matte eyeshadow palettes out there. But this was a miss for me. And I was bummed because my foundation that I buy, the Luminous Silk, it's $90. And this one is like $55. So I was like, oh, this could be it. Right. It could be the dupe. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really it's tricky because I feel like with luminous foundations, it makes sense that that would be more geared toward drier skin. If you have Mm -hmm. oily skin, you might gravitate toward matte. I think probably what threw you, like you said, is that the Armani luminous silk has the word luminous in it. And that's your favorite foundation. But I think by a lot of a lot of people's standards these days, they would think about like I think about Charlotte Tilbury's Beautiful Skin Foundation, which you probably hated, was very luminous and had like those those low key kind of shimmers in it, you know, that would just be way too much for you. So, yeah, I totally get that. Now, one thing that I don't get that's on my anti-haul list are all of these skin tints and skin drops. It's okay. to me, this whole category is like, what are you doing here? But I do understand. And again, I'm leaving some space for people who don't have skin just like mine. You know, yeah. I get it. I don't have every skin tone and type. So I know there are people out there who love these skin tints. So first of all, here's my opinion about skin tints. 
they fall between a tinted moisturizer and no foundation at all. That's how light they mm-hmm. are in terms of coverage. Right. And they usually tend to be almost like watery, watered down foundation to me is what it is. So if you wear a foundation, then you are not going to like skin tints or skin drops because you're getting no coverage. You're going to be like, what is? And that's me. I have a lot of redness in my skin. Uh, right now I have mask knee, so I need to cover that up. It's like that the skin tint is going to do nothing for you. Now, if you're somebody who's never worn foundation, you don't wear foundation, you're not a foundation wearer, you might try this and be like, okay, I love it. You know, I had this debate with my cousin last night who's a good 10 years younger than me. And she was like, I love the Ilya skin tint. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I know a lot of people love this product. What do you love about it? And she said it just gives her skin that extra, mm, but it doesn't look, she's like every other foundation looks like I'm wearing spackle, like cakey makeup. And this one doesn't. And she's like, my makeup goes on better after. And it has SPF in it has SPF, like at least 35, I think it is. So from that perspective, 40, I think it's like, it's kind of like an all in one. (laughs) But my issue is when I put it on, everything slides off, like my makeup slides off. My skin Mm -hmm. looks so wet. And the thing is, I don't even have oily skin. I'm in my 40s. Like I had combination skin growing up and now it's not dry, but it's definitely not oily. So I'm just like, who is this for? So all I'm going to say is like, if it has SPF in it, yay, that I can see that's giving you that, you know, then it's doing something more. But there have been a number who have come out and those have no SPF in them. And I'm just like, I don't get it. You know, I I just I'm missing something, guys. What about the the say slip tint, I think is SPF 35. The say slip tint is in our Hall of Fame. And the reason for that, in my opinion, is a it has SPF in it. Yeah. B is it has that beautiful same texture that's in my favorite, favorite glowy super gel. It has that kind of elasticy kind of bouncy texture to it that I think people really yeah. love. Even I liked the say slip tint for the winter. I would never wear it in yeah. the summer. And I also I do, do like it. think that that one is more of a tinted moisturizer. We have it in our tinted mm. moisturizer category in our Hall of Fame because mm-hmm. I do think it gives you a bit more coverage than some of these liquidy drops where you turn it around and it's almost like water coming out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so that's why, yes, I am here for that one. But I think there have been a lot of people riding the coattails, a lot of brands coming out with these other ones that for me, I just my here's my concern selling people stuff that they don't need. If you've never worn foundation in your life, do you really need it? Do you really need these sixty five dollar drops? Or maybe you just need a really great concealer blended under your eyes And like a beautiful primer and beautiful skincare that's just going to let your skin, you know, glow and have its best life. Maybe you don't need these drops. That's my point. That's my concern. Okay. Well, speaking of no makeup makeup, Glossier is going into Sephora. And I think there's been some definite hints that they are reformulating some of their products. First hint is that people have been seeing Glossier products pop up all over TJ Maxx and at Marshall's and things like that. So they're clearly like clearing out some old Mm. products and getting, they're even getting rid of certain flavors of their iconic bomb.com. I saw that. 
on social media. And I would say all of this is just to uh, align with the guidelines that Sephora no doubt gave them. Because I can't say this is all my opinion, right? That says I don't have any insider knowledge that they're reformulating. Or maybe it's like a packaging thing. Hmm. That could be it too. But hmm. I think you saw this boot camp happen with like House Labs, you know, which we talked about ad nauseum yeah. with Lady Gaga. It's like they certainly have a playbook that they expect for their brands and Glossier is no different. Yeah. I mean, it never would have occurred to me that Glossier needed any kind of a glow up other than I could imagine them maybe like if they really wanted to make a splash going quote unquote clean. I could see them being Mm -hmm. like, we're going to be clean at Sephora, you know, in order to do Mm -hmm. that, we've got to take all this shit out. And now we're going to be clean at Sephora because they do to me, it was always a bit of a disconnect that they were targeting such young users, but then they didn't come out as like this clean brand, which again, I'm not saying that they need to be. I think that's so incredibly loaded, but I do think there are a lot of young users who are like really into that. So just strictly from a marketing well, they, point of view, they love. Yeah, the, they have you know, absolutely absolutely pivoted away from millennials toward Gen Z. They sign mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo. It's like, yes, they're all about Gen Z now, which I think that is important to Gen Z probably. So maybe they will reformulate and adhere to these clean at Sephora standards. We don't know, but I am curious to see. And just as a side note, Glossier is coming out with a deodorant, which has been apparently one of the most requested products ever since the brand launched. So mm-hmm. I am very curious to try that out because I think they wouldn't put it out unless they were like very happy with it. So I'm curious and I will be calling that in. Yeah. Okay. Well, there is our master list of everything that we not adding to cart, not adding to cart this year. And I hope you enjoyed. We we'd love your feedback. So definitely jump into our DMS on Instagram, jump into our Facebook chat room. Let us know what you think. What are you getting rid of? What have you tried that you hate? We always love to hear from you. Yeah. And I also want to make two housekeeping notes, one of which is we're thinking about a live event in 2023. Would you be into that? Would you want us to have a guest? Would you be excited to meet and greet us and fellow Breaking Beauty pod fam in real life? If you have any things that you would really love to see on that front, definitely DM us. And I think this is a good time to just shout out our Amazon storefront, as well as our Hall of Fame on our website. Anything you find on Amazon storefront, anything you find in our Hall of Fame, We stand behind 100%. Those are always damn good in our view. So you can always shop from there if you're ever in doubt. See you next week. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Cherry bomb
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.